Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. This is a weekly conversation about comics and related media, as well as the black and brown experiences in those spaces. I am your host, Frank Coleman, and this is issue 11. This week, I actually stumbled upon a webcomic um, about a black character um, written by a black author and illustrator, uh, Mr. William Satterwhite, um, and the character is Stealth. Uh, like I said, it's a webcomic that was started back in 1999, um, written and drawn by William Satterwhite. Is set in this city. This fictional city is um, Terminus City. Um, what else? Uh, the series is centered around Alan White, who is a young man who was known as Stealth. Uh, he fights crime, protects the innocent. Uh, it was originally published on the web, but I don't know exactly when, but it has been collected um, into print which through all the research and looking over the comics actually found a few links where I could purchase said comics so that'll be my next move after this particular issue um let's see stealth is a character who has enhanced strength uh can lift about a ton or so superhuman speed and agility he has x-ray vision and a low level healing factor um he's also of course as many <laughs> comic book characters are a genius he has a genius level intellect um i found this to be a very interesting book um i'm not very far into the first volume because i um started off navigating through the site i was doing most of it from my phone and found myself at the very beginning and clicking through i forgot because it's been so long since i looked at a webcomic about all the clicking this particular comic as opposed to being like a print where you can just buy it and have 22 or so pages front and back of panels and story in a web comic uh it's a page a day or a set of panels a day so within a week you'll get approximately maybe two or three pages worth of print content but it'll be online it's kind of in blog form where You'll just click next, 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 and so forth, and just continue with the story. Um, I did that for a while. got really wrapped up in this story. It's a really good story. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. But I um, I had to take a step back. I was doing it mainly kind of to skim over for research purposes, and I found myself actually <laughs> being deeply involved in the story. What I do like is I clicked on a few of the images the current images, the like most recent ones, and then being able to go back to the beginning and see how drastically different the artwork is. I really appreciated that because 99 Alan White stealth is very different from the stealth that you get now. Um, yeah, that being said, good comic. Uh, the website is stealthcomic.com. I recommend everyone either during or after this uh, issue, go ahead and look it up. I'll post the uh, website actually in the show notes. But um, 
quick little overview. Uh, Alan White is a shy, reserved, sensitive, thoughtful, caring, humble young man. <laughs> he uh, attends uh, Cleburne High School. He's in the senior class. And this stuff kind of reminds me of Batman mixed with Spider-Man with a little bit of Superman, a little bit of the Flash. And I said it because his story is a very interesting one. Um, it's it's not generic. It is uh, what do you say? What do I say? It's very. It has some familiar elements, but it's packaged in a way that I think is very different and very unique. Um, but all in all, one night, excuse me, while um, Alan was caught in a storm he was struck by lightning um and instead of dying he began to develop superhuman abilities uh he was unsure of kind of what to do with these new powers then tragedy struck this is where the whole batman feeling comes in um his older brother eric who was a new police officer he was i think a week on the force he was gunned down by a drug dealer um then from there on out alan swore to use his superpowers for good and uh there's very much the amalgamation of like the Peter Parker nerdy character who takes on the persona that is the Batman who has these abilities given unto him through like the Flash's type of origin story and then a little bit of Superman with the abilities that he has. So I really think this is an interesting look. Now I haven't explored this particular universe that this book is set in. Because I want to say there's a few other books that do not feature him heavily or that he's a side character in or something. Don't Please don't bite my head off because I just found this comic and I, I feel like I had to share it. Um, he is very much a teenager. Very much I see elements of my nerdy high school self in him. Uh, so I appreciated that. And the cast of characters is just beautiful brown people <laughs> um let's see the whole brother dying aspect of it or you know being killed by drug dealers felt kind of um felt very familiar in the sense that that's kind of a thing that you've seen in movies and um little tv shows and stuff like in the 90s it's yeah this seems like it's grounded very much in the times this is very much a late 90s, early 2000s creation. Um, but when Alan dresses up as stealth, he adopts this like new persona, much like Bruce Wayne and Batman, Peter Parker and Spider-Man. He um, originally, of course, is this meat kind of shy, nerdy guy. But once he's in this uniform, it's like a switch flips and he is this strong, powerful force to be reckoned with. It's kind of like his alter ego his darker more i don't know subconscious self coming to the forefront and i really i really like that um because it's not just the peter parker running around being nerdy at school and then having all these little quips as uh spider-man this is like uh extreme transformation because even bruce wayne as bruce wayne the, the playboy billionaire is still kind of a stoic character and then in batman he's just this dark brooding person whereas this contrast I feel like is more extreme and 
that lends it to be something very different from what I've what I've seen before. Um, let's see. He has a nice little supporting cast. Again, I'm only I think two or three issues into the first volume, but uh, there's Ashley, uh, one of the most popular girls at the school, uh, the girl who he's so attracted to. Um, of course, in 90s teen drama fashion, she has no idea that he has a crush on her. Um, and then I guess this this research, I found a, a few spoilers because, of course, she eventually finds out. Um, this is after breaking up with her boyfriend who was like the jock, the quarterback. He <laughs> was very much the, um, the all-American guy who cheated on her. And it's more, when I was doing the research, I found it to be, mm, not, well, like I said, very familiar and, you know, very interesting. But once I actually started reading through the comics, even though the comics do play out as the description suggests, it's very different from, oh, he just cheated on her and then she left crying and found her way to another guy. The the comic is graphic in a way that's extremely familiar to me because it's written with the voice of this community. Excuse me. And I do appreciate, even though I cringed a little bit at times, it still felt real. Um, let's see, there's the chick, Carrie Hawkins, excuse me, a junior at Cleveland High, um, shy, quiet, kind of a tomboy. Um, she has a crush on Alan. Uh, let me see. There's Brenda White, who's Alan's mother. She is the newswoman. So she's who we see kind of narrating certain events throughout the city. And in the first volume, I think in the zero issue or the first issue, when I first saw her, I didn't make the connection that they were related, but she was the newscaster. And the way in which she described, I guess, different happenings in the city it was almost like, and I found this through a few other um, dialogue boxes, is that it seems like they're almost, not making fun of, kind of referencing, or, how do I say this? Like, she mentioned something about, like, different monsters and beings and web slingers going around the city. And it, like, put me in that whole Spider-Man adjacent feeling but this isn't new york city and it doesn't explicitly say this was spider-man and then there was another another page in which what did he say um kicking myself for not bookmarking that um oh was something like one one line or one sentence that was kind of alluding to something in the marvel or in the DC universe, it was it was kind of like if, when you once you go through and read this webcomic, you'll see for any anyone familiar with these two properties, DC and Marvel, you'll see kind of the 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 terms I'm thinking about. And I'm so sorry for not having these on hand, but um, let's see. She is the top newswoman. She's co-anchor of Fox 4, 10 o'clock newscast. She's very sweet and caring overprotective mother, um, especially over her youngest, her baby boy, Alan. Um, but like a lot of parents and like a lot of uh, black parents, she um, doesn't get to spend nearly enough time with him, mainly because of her job. Uh, you know, working the shift she works when him being a child is usually at home, she's at work. 
uh, Jamal Sanders, our running back. Um, and this where one of the first kind of twists came into the story. Again, spoilers, but Jamal is um, Jamal is the football player who is Ashley's ex. Well, Alan, of course, is in love with Ashley. Uh but he's also good friends with Jamal. And I didn't see that coming. Because I didn't expect the nerd and the jock to be so close. Um, Eric White, Alan's older brother, of course, who died. Uh, being shot by the drug dealer on wrong. Uh, Michelle, who's Ashley's younger sister. Maria Jones, Ashley's best friend. She's also a cheerleader and on the student body. Um, Nikki Jordan, another friend of Ashley's. Um, and Allison Blair. Oh, excuse me, Allison Bain. <laughs> Been reading too much Dazzler lately. Addison Bain, a friend of Allen's, um, and who is the biggest gossip in school. It's a very strong lineup of women characters, and that's what I like as well because it's not, it's not the women, the women's, the the ladies in the in the book. What I've read so far, they aren't motivated by a man for one. Things happen, like actually being cheated on by a man, but her actions are not motivated explicitly by him because we actually meet her prior to any mentioning of her dating, being in a relationship. Like once we meet her, even though she's the object of his affection, she is a whole person who is established at being this beautiful, bright, intelligent young lady who has these other things going for her. So it isn't until after a while that we even get the boyfriend cheating on her and then her reacting to that. So I really appreciated that. Like I said, it's like so many women in this book or so many female characters who are women of color who aren't just magical Negroes or sassy black girls or then it's just one-dimensional characters. And I do appreciate that. Um, like I haven't gotten too far into the series to pick up on too many villains. Like I said, skimming through, I found a couple action scenes and a couple... um instances where stealth was using his abilities on different thugs and hoodlums and whatever but um i've gotten so far at the time of this recording i've gotten as far as i believe the introduction of the first either the first villain or the first main threat um but a list of his villains is uh, mario malone <laughs> who's the owner of big time records and is of course the top crime kingpin in terminus city Secretly, though, um, let me see. Yeah, and this, and I believe this is the guy who I have come across because he, uh, in the first or the second issue, probably the first, because I think I'm at the second, he went in and hired someone to get rid of stealth because, of course, stealth is doing things that are that's interrupting and interfering with his money making, his cash flow. So, <laughs> That's uh, that's understandable that he'd be upset, but I've just gotten to kind of, I haven't even met the character per se. I've kind of just seen him and for a couple panels. I haven't got deep into his, what makes him tick, and I'm very interested to see because the Mario Malone character does seem to be, even though through the descriptions it tells you that he's this big kingpin, the way in which you read him does come off as, okay, I got a lot of shit going on. I got a lot of money. I got a lot of my hand, a lot of uh, irons in the fire. 
and this little motherfucker is getting in the way, so I need to take care of it. Like, he, it, it does read as this big-time hotshot who, uh, who is in need of, uh, of these services. Kind of, eh, kind of like the, I don't want to comp- keep comparing this to Marvel or anything, but the way in which the Kingpin was written in the Daredevil series on Netflix, it's like that, but more, <clears throat> a little bit more flashy. Same opulence, same power, same, like, desire to do good for selfish reasons, but I'm, I'm very interested to get back into the comic and see where this goes. I'm thinking I'm going to try to purchase me a print copy just because clicking through is fine, but I'm one who likes to jump back and forth. Like, if I'm reading through something, I'm on page 3, I get to page 17, it might be something I remember from there, I need to flip back. And reading this online doesn't, it's not really that easy to do. Um, it can be done, but it's not It's not that easy to do. So I'll probably be purchasing this in print pretty soon. Um, another villain of his is Darren D-Mac, uh, top-selling artist at Big Time Records, uh, best friends with Malone, of course. Um... He has a lot of drama surrounding him. Him and uh, Malone were very cool, very close until uh, a drug convict took him down. Now, Darren believes, well, claims that the drug bust was a setup in exchange for parole. And so, you know, he went through this experiment that gave him powers. He used his ability, uh, excuse me, he uses his abilities um, in this vendetta against the man who set him up, of course. Mario Malone, it's um gives you kind of that Luke Cage feel uh, with his, his story in particular, but again, reading through a lot of the stuff that I found on this stealth character gets me is getting me out for finishing the series, even though a lot of this is considered spoilers because a lot of this I don't know about and I don't know these characters. It it doesn't it doesn't hurt my anticipation anyway. I'm still like. Definitely excited to get to the bottom of who these people are. And um, next we have Andy Neal, uh, a.k.a. Shockwave, uh, electrical engineering student at the Terminus Institute of Technology. Uh, let me see, he received his powers via lab accident, of course. Um, and he uses his gift to pursue a life of crime, <laughs> even though he doesn't have like full control over his powers. And that's something I like, too, because... In a lot of the, the big two stories, you have someone that get a power, kind of can't control it for a minute, then they're right on track and starring in the lead of their own series and taking down crime everywhere, which is great. But to see that these characters are flawed and everything isn't just paint by numbers easy for them, villains and heroes, that makes this a little bit more compelling to me. Um, there's also, lastly, Eve, a beautiful, exquisite German assassin hired by Mario Malone to eliminate the, excuse me, of course, stealth. And I think I just met Eve at the time, the point where I stopped um, reading reading through the book. Um, all in all, this is a good series so far again me only being in the second issue of the first volume and i recommend everyone going to stealthcomics.com and checking out this story even if you you know give it a couple clicks through on the um the webcomic side see how you feel about it and purchase you a copy um 
I want to say, and do not quote me, that I found, I think the first volume for like 99 cents on one, one of the links listed on the site. And I had to do a double check. I was like, ah, this doesn't seem right, but it very well might be. Or maybe it was just some kind of sale. Either way, I'm going back to uh, to purchase this because if I can so easily stroll down to my local comic book shop and pick up one of the Marvel or DC books, you know, pretty much every week, I think I owe it to myself and to this indie creator to support him as well. Um, I'm going to be on the lookout for more Indian web comics because I'm not familiar with the web comics uh, aspect or area of this geek nerd community, and I'd like to learn more. I know earlier this year there was two I was reading, um, and I never bookmarked the or favorited the actual sites. And when I went to like update my phone or something. Some kind of way, all of my history was was erased. So I'm sitting here kicking myself because the one comic was like a magical girl comic, but it was women of color. I think it was four women of color and then a white girl at a college who got things. So it was kind of give you the Sailor Moon feel, and I was really into that book. Um, I believe the main character was a was a queer girl. Well, I know I know the white girl was, but I think the main black character was as well, and. Um, I'm kicking myself because it was so good and there was so much content already where I hadn't even made it to the point where now I would have to wait every day or every couple of days to get a new panel. Ugh, but that's all right. I'm going to uh, Google the heck out of Black Magical Girl webcomic and see what I can go through if I got to end up on the 78th page of Google. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do recommend checking out this comic it's not um it does it's not going to take a lot outside of entering it into your search engine and then clicking through one or two pages if you don't like it fine if you like it even better um yeah and then the upcoming year i want to i want to do more with indie creators creators of color and reaching out or establishing or working with hopefully other podcasts because i've that's another thing i've been on for the last I don't know, a couple months is kind of seeking out other other hmm, podcasters and not explicitly uh, those doing comics and geek related things, but just people of color who are creating their own or letting their own voices be heard. Um, nothing against the big machine, but a lot of times when I click through these top 10 greatest podcasts or top 12 podcasts you need to be listening to, I don't really see color of course and then i don't know maybe there is a place and i just i'm unaware right now but a space in which there is explicitly links or is devoted to podcasters of color now i could be wrong i'm sure there's something out there collected but uh that's a, that's going to be a focus of mine for this upcoming year and this technically new season um, but as we approach the end of 2016, the end of a very trying year, uh, this is the 11th episode. I have a, a Christmas special coming up next week. And, um, so this is kind of technically the last regular episode of the year. Uh, I don't know. 
the end of this pilot season <laughs> as I'm now considering this uh, the first season of pilot season of Carefree Black Nerd I would really like to say a quick thank you to everyone listening everyone to the sound of my voice everyone who stayed around despite all the hiccups I've had along the way this is new to me as I've said that before and I'm still trying to smooth out the rough edges <laughs> so I appreciate anyone who listens downloads subscribes likes re shares retweets emails me rates gives me a star gives me a heart anything i just i really appreciate it and i'm hoping to grow and be a little bit better every day in the upcoming year um as always we're going to keep this conversation going if you read through stuff and you like it if you hate it if you want to know more if you think i should do more if you read ahead of me and want to spoil something that happens, I don't know, four or five issues down the line, have at it. Uh, email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. I would thoroughly appreciate that. Uh, conversation is always welcome. Tweet me, carefreeblurred on Twitter or Rain Coleman on Twitter. Uh, what else? Um, Instagram and Tumblr, carefreeblacknerd. And always carefreeblacknerd.com. Go there for the updates on the different shows, um, links to the social media, uh, that and then some. Uh, again, I really appreciate everyone sticking around. And if you're just finding this somewhere in the future, how you doing? Uh, let me know if things have gotten better, <laughs> better uh, by the time you found me. Um, so yeah, thanks. I appreciate it all. And please... Do not hesitate to give a review. Give me those five stars. Say a couple of words. Let me know how you feel about the podcast and how I'm doing so far. Um, and until then, next week, uh, meet you back here. Same nerd time, same nerd state.